The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about SEO for your life and your money. Joining us today is a former Search Metrics employee and a personal friend, Sebastian Edgar, who is the newly minted SEO lead at Square. Square builds common business tools in unconventional ways so people can start, run, and grow their businesses. And Square's business toolkit of both hardware and software products include Square Capital, Square Terminal, Square Payroll, and of course, their cute little credit card reader. Yesterday, Sebastian and I talked about his move from working in a consulting capacity to being an in-house SEO. And today we're going to talk about the nuances of SEOing in a highly regulated industry. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Sebastian Edgar, the SEO lead at Square. Sebastian, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me again. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about you making the big move, jumping from working as a consultant at Search Metrics to being an in-house SEO. And one of the things that's interesting to me about your transition was you went from you know working with primarily e-commerce brands, and now you're working in a pretty regulated industry. Talk to me about not necessarily Square's SEO practices. Obviously, that's going to be pretty proprietary. But what you've run into in terms of dealing with legal and privacy and some of the other restrictions around working in finance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the work and that's just in general in SEO is content optimization. So it's figuring out with our internal partners, so internal copywriters, internal vertical owners on effectively figuring out what can and can't be said based on the recommendations that you're bringing out there. So 
as I mentioned, most of the work we do, a lot of content optimization, making sure content is holistic, is targeting the topic. Occasionally, actually quite often, we, we're going to have a recommendation on, hey, we want to mention this specific topic in that way. Unfortunately, legal, they would come back to us and be like, that's unfortunately not possible. So we need to find occasionally, like either we can't mention it at all, or it needs to be said and written in a very specific way. So you just you have to find like just little trickeries and little workarounds so that it fits the legal narrative as well as the SEO narrative, the intent narrative, and just the overall like patient intent narrative. So it's a nice little dance. Yeah. So you mentioned that you know you have a content partner and an internal team that is actually doing the content production. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they're on the hook for what's written and you're just doing the optimization and suggestions on what's going to help them rank more. You could you could say that they're on the hook, but again, like a lot of the work is at the forefront of a lot of our initiatives. So we have just a very good partnership. So a lot of the recommendations oftentimes people know that it's for an SEO factor is due to an SEO reason that we're trying to put out there. So you mentioned yesterday, one of the things that you were focused on was reverse engineering intent. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, in the financial industry, a lot of the intent isn't something that people necessarily make very clear. People aren't going to say, mm-hmm. you know, oh my God, I'm about to go bankrupt or I want a loan with under 3%. They're going to research different terms. How do you actually figure out intent and mostly who's in the market and who's not? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing you got to do is you got to classify your types of pages. You got to classify which ones are informational. So what I mean by informational, you also want to get the definitions right. So informational is long form. It's something that answers like a specific query, a specific question. So like blog content, that's a great example of something that's like purely informational. And then you have something that's closer to navigational. Now, again, I use the term fairly loosely, but navigational, the core intent or reasoning behind navigational is something closer to like a product page. You have a specific solution and that solution, quote unquote solution page, basically navigates you to an array of different products that Square has. And then you have transactional, which is the actual transactional piece of like an actual like piece of hardware, you can say, where you literally buy that product, buy that service on that landing page. But you want to get that clarification and definition done on your site first. Once you have that done, you obviously have like a full list of topics. You want to classify each of these topics. Now you can use a tool to do that, but again, you also want to do some I don't want to say you want to do some like manual labor a little bit, but you want to use like tools and you want to look yourself to understand okay, well, what's the share of websites like Investopedia or Wikipedia or blogs out there versus like direct competitors? And it's never going to be 100% informational, 100% navigational, 100% transactional. What you want to do is you want to figure out the ratio. Is the ratio more closely around product pages ranking or more closely around like blog rankings? Or is it a page where you actually buy from there? And within the payments industry, there's a lot of differences between each of these. I think of this as the Jordan Cooney methodology for intent is understanding, you know, is the query navigational? Is it, uh, you know, a product page? You know, what is somebody actually trying to accomplish? He is, I don't remember off the top of my head what they are, but the four basically segments of intent. Mm -hmm. And maybe Jordan doesn't get credit for it, but he's (laughs) told it to me. (laughs) There's also multiple different types of buyers. You know, I know at Square, there are consumer products. Mm -hmm. There are lending products meant for small, medium-sized businesses. 
How much when you're thinking about intent, are you also thinking about what class of user is conducting the query? You know, is each page designed for a specific, you know, segment, the SMBs or the enterprises or the end consumers, you know, a consumer product? Or are you really just thinking about query and intent? Obviously, definitely the former quite a bit. We have like internal partners that specifically work on that, on understanding that piece of, you know, different personas for that specific landing page. But ultimately, what the SEO team and SEOs at Square want to bring to the table is telling them, like, look, this is what Google expects from this query. And that right there is one of the key things is like, hey, based on our research, our competitive research, our SERP research, and our intent research, Google expects a page that is more navigational than informational. So, you know, you guys wanted a blog post to rank for this query. That's not going to happen. We will not be able to have that because Google doesn't expect a page like that to rank. Blog post isn't a good example. It'd be more like a transactional or like navigational page. Sure. So Google doesn't expect... So then you have to make that clear to people because there is... And that's the difference between like how Google views the intent of a query versus internally how people view that. So then you have to figure out what the right balance is there. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. It goes back to our conversation yesterday when you're making the transition from being a consultant to being an in-house SEO. A lot of what you're doing is working with people who don't speak fluent SEO to Mm -hmm. try to educate them on what your strategy should be or get them to understand really how SEO works. And part of it is, it's nice that you want this blog post to rank. A blog post is never going to rank because Google only wants, you know, product pages here. Mm-hmm. So let's go create a product page. Exactly. But actually, one thing I should say, one of the beautiful things is once you figure that out, is almost going back to our conversation yesterday of like distilling SEO to business practices and internal metrics is teaching people that... SEO data and SEO information should not be used in isolation, should not be used in a silo. So it's not because you have information about SEO that should just be used for ranking on Google. That intent research and intent conversation we're having right now 
that data should be used for web strategy practices to also define their personas. To be like, wait a minute, Google expects this query and this page to be more informational. Okay, wait a minute, that should say a lot about a persona. So one of the things that you know I would encourage everyone to do is make sure that the SEO data you're not using, whether it's like search volume, market share, anything like that, is used for other practices because Google is a canvas. That is literally the only place that a user literally types in what they have in their head out there. It's crazy. And people just keep using it just for SEO. It's nonsensical. Yeah. You know, I will use an example and I hope I don't get you in any hot water here with the legal department. The example of, you know, small business loans. If Google is expecting the keyword small business loans to be informational, not transactional, right? It doesn't matter if Square is putting up the world's greatest product page that's just designed for optimal conversions. No one's going to see it because the consumer is still thinking about the research phase. Now, whatever the keyword is, I'm using that as an example. And I know nothing about how Google or Square might consider their pages to be valuable. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's the important part where Google is saying, hey, Square, when somebody's looking for small business loans, they're still doing research. Well, that's valuable data for the marketing team as well. Actually, and that's spot on. That is absolutely spot on. One of the things when I first arrived is there was a specific term. I don't want to say term, but like an actual topic that historically, yeah, five years ago, you had the product page ranking for In 2020, the landscape in Google is completely different that the product page didn't rank for that term at all anymore. And believe it or not, people internally thought we had zero visibility for that topic. But that wasn't the case. We just had a guide page, a sort of like informational page ranking for that topic. But that didn't translate into the internal KPIs because it was in a completely different landscape and a completely different vertical. And people just... They tried to create the best product page for that topic. But... The reality was that Google they didn't want a product page. They didn't want a navigational page. But they wanted a guide. They wanted research. It, exactly. Informational page. It's these types of things that unfortunately you're at the mercy of Google. It gives you that information. It's like, no, I want an informational page. So then it's your job as an SEO. To like, I'm going to create the best damn informational page there is. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to link from that guide page to my navigational page for the users. And you create that flow yourself. But ultimately, you've got to understand what Google expects. And you got to keep track of it. Things are going to change. Three years ago, it looked completely different. So there's a little bit of reactivity involved. I'm not going to lie. It's like I'd love to say, it's like we have to be 100% proactive. You can't always be 100% proactive. You are at the mercy of Google a little bit. But if you keep track of it, that reactivity Mm -hmm. can become proactive fairly quickly. Yeah. Now, Sebastian, you've, you know, as a consultant or whether it's in-house, have worked in e-commerce, worked on media and publishing. Now you're in the financial sector. Obviously, one is more regulated to the other. What are some of the unique challenges that you find working in a more regulated industry? Uh, you know, What's the fun part of that type of business as opposed to mm-hmm. e-commerce or media and publishing where you can really kind of get away with everything? Yeah. Let's see. I can start with the challenges of heavily regulated. It is hard to get, how can I put it, like third-party data. If you want to get external tools that do a great job at like, you know, data analyses or like log files or anything like that, it's practically impossible because of internal regulations that you can't share that out. The, The metaphor going through my head is it's really hard to get a security camera in the vault. A hundred percent. That's exactly it. And it's something that in SEO, my team, it is an issue. I would say that's more of an issue than any sort of like 
legal terminology because you could technically work around that and we do and that's fine. But getting that to access, getting like additional piece of information from external tools is very, very hard, unfortunately. Yeah, I get it. That's the hard part is you can't work with every vendor. You have to be very concerned about privacy and security. Tell me the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the good stuff is like the type of SEO that you do for something like that. And I would say for a website, that could almost be a general statement for a website that's not e-commerce, that's very driven around you know a specific course set of topic is the type of SEO that you do is very different. And almost it's funny because I had this moment when I started where I almost thought back of Marcus Tober's ranking factors, like verticalized ranking factors, where I don't know if you remember like he came out with those like a few years ago where it's like here are your travel ranking factors, here are your e-commerce ranking factors, here are your mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And I found myself almost going back to that be like, wait a minute, I need to think about it too completely differently in e-commerce you're going to create initiatives that are based on like crawl bandwidth, crawl efficiency, internal linking, because Google has less access to that sort of like unique content. It has to rely on additional factors a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, internal linking, crawl bandwidth, and figuring out the quality of these pages based on these factors, but a little bit less on content with a website, you know, like these sort of payment websites and just it's completely the other way around. So what's interesting is like you're able to kind of like gamify SEO a little bit more. You're able to gamify it with content optimization and increasing kind of like just your content score in general, your overall like topic coverage and create like really cool processes without focusing on that nitty gritty technical of, oh, I need to make sure that it's like I have X amount of pages that are being crawled or indexed. The metaphor that comes to my mind is you're thinking about how many shots are you taking that go in, not how many shots can I get up? Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's a basketball metaphor. Sorry if everybody (laughs) didn't didn't hang with that one. Well, Sebastian, I'm super excited for you. Square is a great company. It's sad not to see you around the office at Search Metrics when I'm there. On the flip side, (laughs) nobody's in the office anywhere. So at least we got to get together and hang out. Absolutely. It's good to reconnect. And thanks for being our guest. Yeah. Thanks again for having me on. All right, come back anytime. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Sebastian Edgar, SEO lead at Square. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Sebastian, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his personal website, Sebastian needs an update, SEO Seb, SEO SEB.com. Sorry to throw you under the bus. <laughs> and a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.